0: Hi everyone, welcome to New Books and Sociology, a podcast channel of the New Books Network. I'm your host Rituparna and today I'm going to be in conversation with Chetan Chaitani. He is an assistant professor in Inequality an and human development program at the School of Social Sciences, National Institute of Advanced Studies, India. The broad disciplinary domain of Chetan's work is development studies. Within this area, his research and teaching interests include migration and urbanization, food and nutrition, livelihoods, gender and social policy, and how they relate to development, particularly in the context of India. Chetan has done extensive fieldwork in remote parts of India and his research uses primary field-based insights to engage with and inform larger issues of development. He has published two authored books and several articles in leading peer-reviewed journals. His latest book-length publication is Migration, Food Security and Development, Insights from Rural India, published by the Cambridge University Press in 2023. Today, we are going to discuss this book in this particular conversation so chetan welcome to nbn thank you for the time and the opportunity
1: uh, thanks for having me Deepana.
0: right so let's get started by asking you uh, the main motivation behind writing this book what was it that led you to you know uh, get this book together
1: Uh, uh, Thanks. Uh, So if you uh, allow me to talk a bit about this book first. Uh, So this uh, work looks at the role migration as a livelihood strategy plays in influencing food security among poor rural households in India. And I focus, uh, in particular, on rural urban migration, which is an important and, in fact, uh, dominant form of labor mobility among rural communities in India and in many other parts of the developing world, and try to document how does that migration relate to rural households' ability to be food uh, secure and how that in turn relates to the larger question of human development, which is the ability uh, of uh, uh, people to lead lives with dignity and freedom. And rural urban migration is not new. In fact, uh, contrary to uh, the popular perception of rural communities as, as being sedentary, uh, migration has traditionally been an important part of livelihoods for rural households, and this is because agriculture follows the cycles of peak and lean season. Uh, so, in off seasons when there isn't any work around, rural households usually have members uh, who move out to pursue urban non-farm jobs, either in uh, in towns near their villages or in in large cities far off, uh, to supplement family income. So, migration for work has always been there. I must uh, add here that migration has now uh, become even more important for rural livelihoods because of the growing distress uh, on farming due to a range uh, of factors, really. Um, uh, So much so that while earlier, uh, rural urban migration Form part of rural livelihoods, rural uh, communities now uh, uh, in India and in many parts of the developing world chiefly depend on migration uh, income. So in a way, uh, migration is the livelihood for millions of rural families. Not you know, uh, not just in India but across many many developing countries. Uh, in India, uh, uh, in uh, the related recent work that I've done shows that there are nearly two hundred million people who are transitioning their de- dependency away from. agriculture so so you have huge numbers in, in in terms of people involved and with agriculture in decline what this means is that the importance of agriculture as a source of food security which has traditionally been the case has also reduced but we know virtually nothing about the role migration plays uh, in and in what ways to affect food security of rural households engaged in migration and that's what encouraged me to um, you know take up this issue Uh, now um, to answer uh, your question uh, more specifically on the motivate motivation guiding this book well the origin of this book lies uh, in my doctoral work in geography at the university of sydney um, and i've already sort of said w- what led me to pursue this topic because we there wasn't much. Uh, and I was interested uh, in my PhD in questions of what means and strategies rural households devise um, to gain access to food and quickly figured that migration, uh, despite being significant, was inadequately understood for its food security impacts. The only uh, reference really Uh, on this migration food security relationship one finds. And this is also the dominant view, uh, again, stemming from sort of this whole sedentary characterization of rural communities is that the rural people move uh, when they are faced with food shortages or extreme distress uh, more broadly. Uh, And this distress-centric perspective has gained greater salience in recent years as uh, disrupting effects of conflict climate change and economic downturns uh, heighten global food insecurity and prompt migration in many, uh, many uh, developing countries. Of course, people move when they're faced with with food insecurity, but there's a lot more to migration food security relationship which is not understood. So I felt there was a need uh, for a more uh, holistic a more nuanced account of migration food security relationship and when i pitched this uh, book idea to cambridge university press and uh, they found it interesting and worthwhile and so did the reviewers so i'm happy that the book is out uh,
0: right uh, and you talk about this as part of the motivation so you know i also have to ask you how one could understand the links between migration and food security in the wider global context
1: uh, i'm glad you asked this question uh this issue of migration Migration, food security relationship has a wider global significance and I make this case uh, in my book and I alluded to um, uh, 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 just now, uh, even uh, if the uh, country uh, that I focus is India. So just to give you a sense uh, of the larger global development discourse, uh, in recent years, these uh, two issues of migration and food security have come to occupy very prominent uh, place in global uh, development research and policy agendas. Um, uh, since early 2000, uh, right to food politics has gained greater uh, salience, and food security for all has emerged as an important uh, development and political objective. And this is reflected in the official development declarations, such as the Millennium Development Goals uh, uh, that uh, in 2000, uh, and now uh, their successor, the Sustainable Development Goals. So you have SDG 2 um, uh, that envisages eliminating all forms of food in security and undernourishment from the planet. At the same time, uh, policy significance of migration has increased tremendously uh, in in the past few years, leading um, multilateral organizations such as the World Bank, UNDP, International Organization for Migration have all in various reports and publications uh, highlighted uh, that migration migration is increasingly important for development for both origin and source community. and unlike earlier, migration is now being viewed more positively uh, for uh, for development and sustainable development goals also recognize the importance of migration in promoting sustainable human development. So these two issues uh, are important. Um, um, parts of global development policy uh, agenda and discourse, but there's also a huge disconnect uh, between these two um, um. Larger global development agendas, in that they tend to be uh, looked at in separate silos, without uh, uh, an appreciation really of the mutual connection they bear. So, so there is a need to bridge this divide between uh, migration and food security, which is what I attempt to do in this book, uh, drawing on uh, the Indian case. Um, but the relevance uh, and relevance, as I said. Uh, uh, of studying migration food security nexus extends beyond India, uh, even though I focus on India. Um, uh, And that is because migration forms uh, a key uh, and increasingly important component of livelihoods for many rural households across the developing world. Now, uh, also with overwhelming evidence that remittances uh, play an increasingly vital role in the well-being of rural communities, which were traditionally dependent on small-scale farming. uh, uh, And these communities are... um, facing agrarian decline, Um, and this agrarian decline is is quite ubiquitous across contexts. Even though the precise reasons vary widely from one place to another, Uh, some of these uh, reasons include declining state support for smallholder communities, smallholder farming, uh, corporate farming and adverse incorporation of farm households in uh, global agri-food value chains, Uh, and increasingly uh, uh, effects of climate change on farm production and income. Uh, uh, I must also add that uh, there are also aspirations um, uh, young people particularly don't see uh, farming uh, uh, as their future. So, so my, while migration has been uh, traditionally been a part of rural livelihood, it now plays a greater role than ever, uh, including in food security which is, uh, which is uh, becoming increasingly dependent on non-farm income sources. But you know as I said, we don't know a, a whether and how migration relate uh, relates to how food security in the developing uh, world and uh, this is what my book uh, uh, attempts to do. It attempts to start a conversation on this topic, which uh, I believe has relevance across contexts.
0: Right. Uh, Thank you for that answer. And you talk about the global wider context. So could you also talk a little bit about your own field site?
1: Sure. Uh, So I did my fieldwork in a district in the northern Indian state of Bihar, the district of Sivan, uh, which is located in western Bihar. Uh, Bihar is among the poorest states of India, even though it has lately witnessed fast uh, economic growth. Uh, Bihar suffers from high food insecurity and undernourishment and high. Poverty coupled with lack of gainful employment options mean that migration is an important part of livelihood for a large majority of Bihar's population. Uh, within Bihar, uh, Siwan is among the most backward places and in fact, disaster. One of the most backward districts of India on several indicators of economic and human development. Again, there has been some improvement in recent years, but the overall situation leaves much to be desired. Uh, nearly 95% of Sivan population lives in rural areas against the national urbanisation level of over 30, little over 30%, which too is low. Um, local livelihood in siwan are reliant excessively on farming uh, but the district also has high uh, population density so as per 2011 census they were about 1500 persons per square kilometer Uh, what this means is that uh, uh, the district has high landman ratios uh, and this is reflected in the pattern of landholding. Uh, average land sizes in, uh, in Sivan are exceptionally small, uh, uh, pushing households to diversify their livelihoods um, uh, to non-farm sources. And migration has, therefore, uh, traditionally been an important part of rural livelihoods, and its significance. Has uh, uh, only increased recently. Uh, much of the migration from the district uh, is within the country, mainly to large Indian cities. But a large number of uh, people from Sivan and uh, the region of western Bihar, uh, more uh, more generally also increasingly migrate for um, low-skilled work to countries in the middle east Uh, migration uh, is uh, and has uh, 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 traditionally been the preserve of men while the women uh, face cultural restrictions on their mobility and therefore uh, they stay behind in the villages Uh, migration is also circular uh, but uh, now uh, the circular migration occurs for longer duration, in that men now spend a large part of the year away from the villages, given the uh, growing stress on uh, ag- agrarian livelihoods. Uh, and these were the reasons high food insecurity and migration that led me to focus on uh, this district and uh, on the state uh, for this book to uh, generate uh, wider uh, insights on this relationship between migration and food security.
0: Right. So, uh, because, you know, uh, your book is also based on primary research, what are the methodological tools that you have used and how do you also use data in this particular work?
1: Right. So, my approach uh, involves a combination of uh, using secondary data uh, from India's population census, surveys, village studies and other historical records and documents, as well as the primary fieldwork in Sivan district to get uh, uh, an on-ground perspective from the field. Uh, Primary fieldwork certainly is an important part of the methodology because there wasn't uh, much directly on migration food security connection. Um, So primary fieldwork was important and even uh, even necessary. The fieldwork um, uh, used a mixed method approach involving village household surveys with a representative sample of households, uh, including migrant households and non-migrant households, uh, key informant interviews uh, with officials and panchayat uh, uh, institutions, And in-depth interviews with migrants uh, belonging to the rural Sivani households in cities, Um, and to give you uh, um, uh, this uh, a bit uh, this information in a bit more detail. So the village household surveys were conducted with 197. Uh, rural households that had one or more migrant members which I call migrant households uh, and 195 households without any migrants which uh, I refer to in the book as non-migrant households and these households were spread across 10 different uh, villages Uh, as part of the surveys with migrant households I also surveyed 145 wives of the migrants, uh, uh, given the male-dominated nature of migration, and later conducted some interviews with some of uh, these women uh, respondents. Then uh, there were 10 in-depth interviews with migrants that I conducted in cities. So in this book, I use this data from quantitative surveys and qualitative interviews, as well as secondary sources. So for example, to highlight the male-dominated pattern of migration from Sivan, I use the sex ratio data uh, from population census for over 100 years and then use surveys and interviews like I conducted with the wives of male migrant to unpack the ways in which gender mediates migration food security uh, outcomes so the idea is to uh, uh, provide a more granular nuanced perspective on this relationship using a combination of primary and secondary data
0: right sounds very interesting and of course even when reading the book i get a sense of the use of your mixed methods uh, coming to the next question, could you also talk a little bit about this relationship between food insecurity or security migration and urbanization in India?
1: Um, uh, sure. So the relationship between food insecurity, uh, migration and urbanization in India is a complicated uh, story, uh, but important, uh, certainly. So if you look at India's economic growth, the past three decades have been exceptionally phenomenal and the country has made great strides since the early 1990s when economic reforms were initiated. India's uh, high economic growth has also changed the sectoral composition of the economy. So the share of agriculture in national income has decreased and much of the recent economic growth uh, is urban centric. And this structural transition uh, is an inevitable part of development process as the economic structure moves from rural agriculture to industry and services in cities and towns, it also leads to an increase uh, in urbanization as people migrate from rural areas to cities uh, in response to these um, uh, 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 macroeconomic changes and usually better paying non-farm urban jobs uh, uh, have uh, the effect of improving living standards. This has been observed in the historical experience of uh, today's advanced countries in Europe, North America, in uh, Japan, and more recently in China. But in India, this transition uh, hasn't been that neat, uh, while um, the importance of agriculture sector has declined and farming now contributes about 15% of India's national income, nearly 70% of India's population still lives in rural areas. And uh, it is not that they are not migrating. In fact, rural urban migration has uh, increased significantly because urban areas are where employment and economic activities have come to concentrate. But much of the migration in India is temporary and circular and, and not permanent. Uh, one important reason uh, for uh, this uh, uh, pattern of migration is that much of India's recent economic growth has tended to be capital uh, and skill intensive, which has created a few decent formal jobs for those with education and skills, uh, for example, the IT engineers, uh, while those without low without, with low education and skills Uh, transitioning their dependency away from farming. And uh, uh, it's a segment which constitutes a majority of India's labor force uh, are excluded from uh, the riches of India's economic boom. So they are engaged in urban informal jobs where wages are low and job uh, uh, security are virtually absent uh, and what it does is that it precludes opportunities uh, for these rural population moving to urban areas to settle in cities on a permanent basis and this also explains what is uh, what is called India's urbanization puzzle which is that India has low urbanization despite uh, rapid economic growth um, but the stress on farm-based livelihood as a result of these economic shifts mean that the role of agriculture as a source of food security, which I said has traditionally been the case has significantly weakened. And now it is the incomes earned in urban areas precarious as this income uh, uh, is uh, uh, but it now increasing it is increasingly significant for the food security of rural households so the complicated story there but, uh, but a bit of story uh, that needs to be understood
0: right uh, also again you know coming to specifically your field site, do you see any connection between a food-based safety nets and migration particularly in Bihar
1: Uh, Yes, uh, there is a connection. Uh, So as I said before, Bihar uh, suffers from high levels of poverty and food uh, insecurity, which means that the government run food-based safety nets, uh, such as the subsidized food ration uh, through the public distribution system or meals for children attending schools in Anganwadi are uh, of great importance. Uh, at the same time, these schemes suffer from very high levels of maladministration, corruption, and pilferage. For example, when I uh, did my fieldwork, many poor households uh, who were entitled to a monthly food ration through the PDS system told me that in a year they got uh, food ration for uh, you know half of the year and not every month and when they did get uh, their ration the quantity was less at times uh, the food grains they received were of uh, poor quality and even uh, inedible uh, so while the food based social protection is important these challenges in uh, the operational aspects of uh, the the safety nets make the make these foods Pay safety nets a weak uh, anchor of food uh, uh, security uh, in Bihar. And when this support is not available, uh, coupled with the general lack of local employment opportunities, this also means that households rely more on migration incomes. I must add uh, uh, here, uh, though, that it is also wrong. It's wrong to think that food safety nets can be a substitute for migration, which is Uh, what uh, you know policy uh, makers often think Uh, but uh, the safety net certainly help poor households to navigate the food and income shocks that they are routinely subjected to.
0: Right so how can one explain the large-scale migration from Bihar to other parts of the country?
1: Uh, Well the short answer is that they are simply uh, uh, you know, no uh, or uh, inadequate employment opportunities in in Bihar. Uh, Bihar has suffered from a, a very long spell of bad policy management, beginning uh, in the colonial times when the permanent settlement uh, was introduced by uh, uh, by the colonial administrators uh, uh, towards the end of uh, uh, 18th century. Um, discrimination then Bihar faced uh, in allocation of funds from central government as well as uh, investment in infrastructure post-independence. So, for example, um, Green Revolution reforms, which were systematically inserted in the Gangetic Plain states of Punjab and Haryana in the northwest of India, while Bihar, uh, which is in the same Gangetic region, was bypassed. Um, then they were also problems uh, internal and peculiar uh, to Bihar. This includes uh, the stronghold of caste-based hierarchies that have uh, often taken priority over uh, over developmental issues as well as the problems of law order and governance for uh, 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 for a decade and a half, uh, beginning in the 1990s, uh, when India introduced economic reforms. And of course, Bihar uh, Bihar has had high population growth rate, um, uh, and all of this uh, meant that the state has uh, lacked the ability to support its people. So, uh, so they migrate to other parts of the country uh, that have done well. It
0: A related question as well. Uh, Do you think that migration of individual members of a household will influence the food security of other members of that particular household?
1: Yes. Uh, Work migration of uh, individual household members does influence the food security of those who stay behind in the villages. Uh, The most direct impact of... uh, Uh, of migration uh, on food security is through the money that urban migrants send um, um, to their members in the village uh, or uh, the remittances uh, and the impact of remittances on food security uh, in uh, my study showed were uh, uh, positive in overall uh, terms. Um, And what it my, my field research showed that remittances equipped the poor households with adequate means, uh, you know, know, uh, through cash incomes, which they use uh, to then buy food items from the market. Uh, And this was important given the land holdings uh, are very, very small there. Um, Nearly all the remittance receiving households uh, 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 I surveyed uh, reported that they use money on food. But there were other ways through which the effect of remittances played out to improve household food security. Remittances also allowed rural households to invest in the small land parcels they own. Uh, Avoid distress selling of land and saving land was also uh, often the main migration motivation for some households. And in some cases where remittances were higher, um, for example, households that had three or more migrant members working in cities uh, received um, a, a greater remittance, remittance income. They also, in, in such cases, they also allowed accumulation of more land. So uh, it was a two-way relationship. A lack of adequate land pushed households to migrate and remittances were then, uh, invested or recycled uh, in agric- land and agriculture in the origin. And investment in land and agriculture also improve food security through the mechanism of own food production uh, which is particularly important uh, in times of high food inflation that characterizes our current agri-food system. So uh, my remittances that migrants send to their home communities were crucial for their food security um, though I must uh, mentioned that in my interviews with the migrants in city I found that many migrants resorted to consumption rationing meaning that they had less uh, food in order to save more to send you know money uh, in back in the village.
0: Okay. Also um, this particular migration does it also have any impact on household power dynamics and relationships?
1: It's a very uh, important question, particularly uh, given the temporary circular nature of migration. And as I said, the labor migration uh, is not only circular, but it's also predominantly undertaken by men while the women uh, stay behind. And this non permanent male dominated pattern of migration um, i must add is not just restricted to bihar but is in fact the dominant form of labor mobility in large parts of india um, and why uh, why this happens is because the urban jobs that most uh, migrant Uh, find themselves in are precarious, do not allow them to carve out permanent urban life mean that they need permanent base somewhere. Uh, So they remain rooted in their villages. And that also means that they need to protect and maintain their assets um house land holding livestock uh, um, and so on at the at the village base and this is a a, a job uh, performed by the members who stay behind in the village mainly women given you know as i said it's a it's a men who migrate now this uh, triggers significant uh, changes in household gender power dynamics so with women managing uh, the households in the absence of their men it often results in greater female autonomy and mobility, which is quite significant in, in patriarchal societies, uh, uh, such as uh, Siwan and Bihar, where women face several constraints. Uh, in the villages I studied, male migration meant that it is increasingly the women who single-handedly uh, manage their families and communities, getting groceries, handling families' finances, managing kids' education, and dealing with the state um, women's contribution are more visible and valued, which uh, often uh, has the effect of enhancing their bargaining position within the household. Uh, men recognize the role women play in running their family. Um, also, migration and exposure to cities uh, uh, where gender norms are more uh, or, or uh, relatively uh, better. Also, Uh, bring about attitudinal changes among men on women and women's place within the households Um, and I don't mean to say that male migration means all good things for women in fact migration of men also led to women taking on uh, additional responsibilities of household reproductive and productive functions so uh, earlier when women faced restriction on their work now they tend to say household farm. Uh, in fact, family farming is now uh, in in many cases done solely by women, with women performing all, virtually all tasks in agriculture, from sowing to harvesting. And this is in addition to their caring responsibilities, which often leave uh, the women who stay behind depleted. And importantly, uh, despite... Women's increased role in agriculture, their food, uh, their own food uh, uh, security is often addressed, uh, not uh, always because there isn't. Um, 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 food or resources in the household, but often because of time poverty uh, that male migration creates for women, which means that they uh, often don't eat their uh, meals on time or often skip meals and so on. So it's a complex story, but there are huge changes in intra-household power relations that migration triggers, particularly the gender power relations. Right.
0: Interesting. I think we often forget to think about the women when we are talking about migration. So, uh, Chetan, last question. What would you think is the future scope of research in this particular area?
1: So, uh, this book um, is an attempt to uh, start and inspire a more detailed conversation on migration food security linkages in uh, development research and policy uh, discussions. Um, uh, So, it's it's natural that the book raises more question than, uh, than it answers. Uh, and, you know, there are several potential areas of future research uh, uh, that, I, that I identify and, uh, and highlight in the book. Uh, first, um, we need to understand and document migration better. Uh, I say this because migration that we see in India, uh, and I believe it is the case in uh, many other developing countries, While uh, maintaining its circular nature, uh, 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 because of the reasons we discussed, is also now occurring for longer duration. Um, And the reason is because agrarian livelihoods are coming under increasing stress. Uh, And also because, as I said, uh, many people, especially the youth, do not see their futures uh, as connected with uh, rural areas of farming. Um, So what this means is that migration and remittances are now the lifeblood of rural communities and has uh, the potential to influence development uh, outcomes. Uh, But much of this migration goes unrecorded in official data uh, sources. Um, uh, This is partly because of the difficulties in capturing temporary migration, uh, as migrants often move to several different places in a short span, but the official neglect of labor migration in India uh, certainly is also a function uh, of the fact that in, it involves low-skilled migrants without the political voice. So, uh, uh, But this migration is significant and there's a need to understand and record the motivations, intentions and outcomes of migration and how they relate to not just food security but the uh, uh, household aspirations, uh, livelihoods and life goals. Second, um, we we need to understand this migration food security relationship better. I um, I did not quite talk about it, but my research shows that women uh, face greater gender-based vulnerabilities to food uh, insecurity in the absence of men, uh, even though they were more autonomous. Um, so uh, and uh, so while women-headed households. Uh, women-headed migrant households spend more money on food and prioritise food security of their families as compared to male-headed migrant households, they reported greater food insecurity, uh, which uh, I interpret as, uh, uh, as associated with gender-based disadvantage uh, women face. So we need to know the ways in which male migration creates patterns of advantages and disadvantages and better understand and address the gender-specific vulnerabilities that women-headed household face uh, in the absence of men. Uh, third, the question of why households continue to invest uh, migrant remittances in land and agriculture is also a question uh, worth uh, investigating because it really defies the conventional theories uh, of structural transformation and de agrarianization that assume a linear permanent shift of workers from farm. Uh, to rural farm to urban non-farm sectors Uh, of course we know that informal urban jobs provide part of the explanation but it seems that there's more to this story uh, and rural households attachment with land and origin um, uh, places also shape these strategies so there is a need for more holistic understanding of of these issues uh, for um, this migration food security relationship uh, is important and will assume greater significance as climate change uh, um, exerts negatively on farm system and uh, push greater number of rural dwellers to engage in migration. So we need to account for climate change effects and study rural households' responses to changing climate. It also calls uh, for an approach that considers household at both origin, rural origin, and urban destination, because climate change can leave vulnerable populations, especially women and children who stay behind in the villages in very strained environments. Um, Finally, um, and relatedly, while this book uh, focuses on food security of uh, uh, rural households, we also need to study the food uh, situation of urban migrants at destination, because often migrants compromise their own food security to save up more, to send that extra saving to family members. So there is a need to extend this research to urban environments in India, I have received a a small grant from Australian consulate in Chennai to study the food security of urban migrant communities and I'm currently working on it Uh, so maybe uh, in our next chart, uh, next uh, conversation we have, um, you know it can be on that Uh, uh, you know when I finish that uh, research and have something concrete to share really. Uh,
0: That definitely sounds lovely and I would look forward to it thank you so much Chetan for talking to me about your book and i hope that more and more people read it thank you once again
1: thanks uh thanks for inviting me uh, for this podcast